podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Episode 30 of Season 3, it's State Wrestling Week. We've got a very special guest coming up in a few minutes to talk all things wrestling. But first, what I saw in the past week. Last Friday, the Central State 8 Conference Championship game on the boys' side. The undefeated MacArthur Generals go on the road in a hostile environment at Roy S. Anderson Gymnasium. Pick up the win over the Lincoln Rail Splitters. Stevie Tatum leads the way in scoring. MJ Murphy does his thing as the point guard and the big guys like Sean Lee, King Dees, and Sam Owens do the dirty work. MacArthur finishes the CS8 a perfect 10-0. More on the general shortly. Saturday was sexual wrestling day. I made the trip over to Muhammad Seymour for the 2A wrestlers from our coverage area. For the first time in a long time, no Central State 8 wrestlers make it to the state tournament on the boys' side. There is a Lanefair wrestler on the girls' side that will wrestle at state next weekend in Bloomington. The Glenwood Titans, however, send eight boys and two girls to state, led by two-time defending state champion Drew Davis. He's headed back to state undefeated this season. At 106, Tyler Clark wins the sectional title as well for the Titans, and they have a handful of guys who didn't win the sectional, but will surely make a run at the podium this weekend. Jacksonville Wrestling has two sectional champs in Joe Reif and Oliver Cooley, as well as Deshaun Armstrong and Aiden Surratt headed to state. Pierce Boltman for Rochester and Dawson McConnell from Lincoln. At the 1A level, a bit of surprise. Joey Rusick lost his sectional title match, breaking an 82-match win streak for him. That includes two state titles in the past two seasons. Joey is still headed to state and still considered a favorite to make it to the Grand March on Saturday at the 1A level. Joey Barrow is also headed to state from Auburn. From Porta, Zach Bryant at 120 pounds. He's got 42 wins this season, and he will be at state in the 120-pound bracket. From Olympia, 150-pounder Bentley Wise is a sectional champion, and the Spartans also have Dylan Eimer, Kelton Graydon, and Nolan Yeary headed to state. On Monday, I made the long trip to Geneseo to see the 3A regional semifinal between Lincoln and the host. Lincoln wins by 51. Chloe Froby has 32 points and moves into 8th all-time in the IHSA girls basketball scoring list with over 3,100 points. On Tuesday night, I made the trip over to Mount Zion to see the MacArthur Generals take on the Mount Zion Braves. Mount Zion entered 28-1 and after trailing by 2 after a quarter, the Braves pull away in the 3rd quarter and win by 14 over the Central State 8 Conference champions. The Braves are really, really good and certainly have to be the favorite to win the Lincoln sectional here in a couple weeks. All right, let's talk about what's coming up on Channel 1450 in the coming week. On Thursday night, the Lincoln girls get back on that bus and travel all the way up to Geneseo again for the regional championship game against Dunlap, who beat Peoria in the semifinals. Then we get the rematch from last week's Sagamo Girls Basketball Championship at the 2A Riverton Regional Championship. Porta, the favorites, taking on the Pleasant Plains Cardinals for a spot in the Beardstown sectional next week. Mount Pulaski Girls, SHG Girls, and Moreau Forsyth Girls also playing for regional titles on Thursday evening. On Friday night, the 3A Southeast Regional Championship between Taylorville and Glenwood on the girls' side. Also Friday, state wrestling, wrestlebacks during the day, and semifinals on Friday night. Friday night also wraps up the Sagamo boys basketball season. Will we get a five-way tie atop the standings? If Auburn wins at Williamsville, they earn at least a share of the title. If Pleasant Plains wins at Athens, they earn at least a share of the title. If one of those two teams win and the other loses, they clinch the outright Sagamo title. If both teams lose, we could get a five-way tie atop the Sagamo standings as New Berlin, Moreau Forsyth, and the Bullets all have three conference losses. We will also have highlights from Athens and Williamsville to see who wins the Sagamo. On Saturday, it's state wrestling. We will have highlights from the podium matches and from the state title matches if there's anyone wrestling for a state title, which I would put good money that we have at least one. Last year, we had four. Also Saturday night, Porta's Jeff Hill, who will join me in a minute, will be leading the Grand March. More on that shortly. Next week, 
Monday starts boys basketball postseason. We plan to have highlights from the two New Berlin regional games and the two games at Athens. That's 2A and possibly SHG Springfield High. On Tuesday night, we will have highlights of 3A girls sectional games at MacArthur, at Peoria, where Lincoln will be, and at the 2A Beardstown sectional. Also Tuesday night, the Lincoln wrestling team will be taking on Muhammad Seymour and the Glenwood wrestling team will be taking on Mount Vernon at the 2A Taylorville sectional for a trip to state next Friday. That's team dual wrestling. On Wednesday night next week, it's all boys regional basketball games you can handle. We'll have our eyes on New Berlin, Athens, Lamphere, Glenwood, and Eisenhower. Those are all hosts. All right, that's a wrap on what's coming up in the next week. Let's get to this week's guest. Here is Jeff Hill. All right, uh, I'd like to welcome in Jeff Hill this week. We're going to talk some wrestling because uh, it's, it's state wrestling week for the individuals and uh, team state next week, girls state next week. But uh, uh, I don't want to bury the lead here. You are uh, you got a really high honor this weekend, and so um, just want to say congratulations first of all, and, and ask you, you know how how that how does that feel? Well, going to the state tournament, you know, for the last. 35 years and uh, and seeing those people getting honored and uh, you know and, and being in the Grand March a couple times with some of my wrestlers you know I, I know what the um, what it takes to get there and it just surprised me that I uh, <laughs> I reached that level. To, what, what was it like when you got the call? What do, how does that go and what do they kind of say? It was kind of cool. It was my uh, high school coach Joe Cliff. He's uh, part of the IWCOA but he's also in charge of the Grand Marshals so um you know, he called and, and informed me, and and you know, we talked a little bit. Was, he's uh, one of my mentors, and uh, you know, got me to love wrestling young. So, what goes through your head when you get that call from him, especially? That had to be pretty special. Yeah, it was. You know, I I get emotional a little bit thinking about it, and um, it's been a long road. I, I don't want to dig too deep, but I mean, this is this is some this is the passion that you have for it, and this is why. It is so special. I mean, um, like you said, walking in the Grand March is something special for every wrestler, every coach. Um, but what does it mean to be a Grand Marshal in that? Well, I'll let you know after I do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just, you know, you've reached the pinnacle. You know, I don't know what's after this. But, yeah. um, you know, I plan on continuing to coach uh, for a while. Um, you know, I got the program where I want it. Um, and I feel that, that, you know, I can continue to do what I'm doing. So I'm going to do it till I can't. There's a reason that they make it so special because it is, it's so hard for every wrestler and every coach to get to that moment and get to a state championship match. Um, but for, for people who have maybe never seen it, uh, I can't really describe it. Is there a way that you can describe the, the Grand March at, at state wrestling? Goosebumps. <laughs> um, you got... The assembly hall packed. It's uh, there's lights. You know they go take the lights down. Everybody gets their phones out. Concert atmosphere. Um, just the adrenaline of all the wrestlers and competitors getting ready to do battle in their last match. Some of them of their high school career. Um, you know you look at the coaches' faces and some of them are father son. You know combo. Some of them are uh, you know old guys like me and some of them are young 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 up-and-coming guys that you know are going to be the next you know Matt Grimms or Jeff Hills. As a person who didn't have a wrestling background and, and never did wrestle um, it's it's something that for my job I will never miss again because it's one of my favorite things that I just say does um, and and so to to wrap up the, the wrestling season that way um, I mean it, it is a good way to honor you guys but at the same time it's a great way to just cap off 
how hard these wrestlers work, and that's something that I don't think a lot of people quite understand. Yeah, it's not easy to make the state tournament. And, you know, in Class A, you start with 180-something schools, which is, uh, you know, 2A and 3A, only have 132. Um, so it's not an easy task to just to make it to state and then to be at that high high of a pinnacle. You know, last year I had the honor of coaching Briar Lane and, and making the finals. Um, so I got to experience the Grand March. Um last year and you know so this year this year i just hope i don't lead them the wrong way because i gotta lead out the <laughs> lead out the wrestlers i had a dream about <laughs> taking a left when i should have took a right <laughs> so we'll see if i can figure that out um yeah will you, will you get nervous for this uh you know i don't think i'll get nervous i i lost my nervousness i when i used to teach i used to teach sex ed and uh, if you can say body parts in front of 16-year-olds, you can pretty much do anything. So yeah, that's I feel fair. I'm pretty confident, and uh, you know I don't get too nervous anymore. I kind of keep it in perspective and uh, life goals, life lessons, and uh, you know wrestling's a hard sport. You know, like last week in sectionals, you have kids reaching their dreams, and some of them don't, and it's just part of it. And and you know going back to that sectional conversation, um, the blood round is such a special thing because. Because the kids who have seen state and understand what it takes, they get that that moment is just so special that man, you can't just. It's it's one of those things that makes wrestling so special. Yeah, we had uh, six guys in the blood round, and most of them had pretty tough tough competition. So you know, we weren't disappointed with you know only getting one out last last week. Obviously, we always want to have more, but you're always glad to have one, so you get to go to the show because it's uh you know we're taking six or seven guys that. You know, wrestled at sectionals last last week just to to see the the what the show is all about. And you know, you gotta you gotta love wrestling, and wrestling's a great community. Um, that's why this this weekend is so special because um, there's more older retired wrestling coaches helping run the state tournament than actual workers, and they do it because of the love of wrestling. And that's what we try to install in our kids. You talked about your team and you have the program where you're at and uh, I think we saw it you know a couple months ago at Abe's Rumble you, you guys have a have a really good team you have really good wrestlers and it just speaks to how hard your sectional was and how hard it is to make it to state that you only have one guy yeah it's uh we uh we talked about that quite a bit but you actually went through and and uh quite a few teams that we beat in duels had five six state qualifiers and I go you know it just shows you how from top to bottom, we're just we're a very good, solid team, yeah. and and that's where that's what you know that's our bread and butter here at Porta. Um, you know, we get our studs every once in a while, but we focus on bringing the bottom guy up as high as we can get him, and 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 try to get everybody to a, a level that they can compete and and not lose to somebody they shouldn't. And, and we've done a great job at that. Um, always have good numbers. Our junior high has 40 kids out. We're about ready to start a little Blue Jay program next week. We'll have over 100 uh, pre-K through fourth graders in that. We've had that many for as long as I can remember. And, you know, we get them to fall in love with wrestling early and know what it's about, and we make it important. Do you feel like um, the, the program that you have and the kids that you have kind of exemplify this community, and that, that really is a testament to you as a coach as well, where, I mean, People wrestle Porta, they know what they're getting. Yeah, um, you know, when I first got here, we were a basketball town, and uh, I, you know, I think some still believe we're a basketball town, but if you leave leave and uh, start talking sports, uh, more and more people come up and say, you know, hey, they brought up wrestling, you know, and that's prideful. 
I, I think Coach Graham talked about it when I spoke with him briefly yesterday, but um, a, a lot of people talk about you in terms of that, and that, that is a testament to everything that we've talked about this morning where um, it, it's well-deserved, and it's, it's a lot of hard work for you. Um, but, I mean, do you take that as a point of pride that, I mean, people speak so highly of this program? Yeah, I mean, I I love getting phone calls, and you know, like uh, Coach Grimm said, North Mac reached out, and you know, I've talked to them two or three times. Uh, last year, I went over to Williamsville twice and just sat down with their AD because he wasn't a wrestling guy, and you know, just made sure he knew what to do. I, I want to make it easy yeah. for ADs and schools to start wrestling, um, and you know, that's always been one of my dreams to start a wrestling program from scratch, but. I'm doing it from the outside and helping others get it get it going. So, um, you know, just watching Matt, what he's done in the time he's been there. You know, um, you know, I remember that first phone call when he said he was starting a program, and you know, we just started yapping and and uh, talking how to get better. And then about eight or nine years later, he's he's <laughs> he's beat he's beat us a couple times. So, uh, I'm glad he listened. Why? What is it about wrestling that you think is so important for not only high school kids to be involved, but like you said, the Little J program and you know getting kids involved at the age of five, six, seven? Um, why do you think that that makes for successful people? Well, walking out and having to shake hands, and you're the only person out there, <clears throat> only person out there to wrestle. You can't blame it on your teammate. You can't blame it on somebody not throwing you the ball. Um, you know, you're you're looking across at the guy, and your only goal is to to whip his butt and um, and if you don't uh, you know we try to teach him to shake hands and figure out how to how to get better uh, if you ever watch us coaching um, we're not big yellers and screamers um, we take care of our corrections up in the wrestling room because I don't want to embarrass my athletes and I don't want I don't want them to embarrass me on the mat and then we have that conversation quite a bit matter of fact I actually actually got hit last Friday uh, at the sectional first time in a long long time and I apologized for that because um, I put my team in a position that um, they didn't need to be in and they understood so I basically got uh, in trouble for coaching from the stands and not in the seat so it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't a death penalty but uh, it didn't make us have to be quiet the next day and not coach maybe in this in the style or the way that we wanted to so um, they get it. Anybody who's gone through the program gets what we expect. When you get guys at the age that you do, and then you see them come through the program, uh, whether they have success or not, and that I mean, I'm sure for you that doesn't matter because you're creating young men and and trying to teach them valuable life lessons. But um, how often do you get guys coming back to you after they graduate, get married, have kids, and say, "Hey, man, thank you for for what you did." Well, if you look at the Facebook post uh, with my great picture, uh, <laughs> uh, um, there's a lot of them, those guys are my former wrestlers, and um, and there's a bond, that, you know, that'll never break, um, and it's, it's special, and it's one of the reasons why I do it. What what makes a good wrestling coach? What do you think makes a good wrestling coach? <laughs> well, some. Sometimes we look across the mat and wonder how how some people win, but um, you gotta care, care for the kids, 
show make wrestling important to them to the community and if you can do that uh, wrestling kind of takes care of itself and just between the wins and the losses and the uh, you know making weight you know that's not easy have not missing meals and your buddies across from me at lunch table eating a cheeseburger um, it's a, it's a mental mental struggle a physical struggle um, you know you got to keep your grades up I mean there's so many different a aspects pulling on you you, know, you get a car and a girlfriend your sophomore year that's always a coach's struggle <laughs> to uh, keep that in, in, in tow and you got guys that struggle I had two guys on my team this year that you know they kind of floated in and out of the program freshman sophomore junior year may have had a little trouble uh, well we as I say we kept them on the stringer um, they matured, figured it out, and they both started this year. So um, sometimes coaches kick them off. You don't ever see them again. But it's not my philosophy. One one final thing before I let you go. Um, you talk about kind of the popularity of the sport and, and where it's at, and you know, in terms of IHSA as well. Um, just the fact of, of what the girls have done and how far the IHSA has brought that along. And um, man, how many. How many girls we got to go cover next weekend? It's it's got to be exciting for you to see in terms of what what that's bringing. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, IHSA um, jumped right on on board with adding the girls tournament early. Uh, some states, most states are are getting girls sports. The NCA just uh, announced that they're going to have an NCA championship in twenty five. Um, I believe I read that it's the fastest growing sport in the United States. Uh, we currently have just one girl at high school, but I have a, a couple in junior high, and I have a lot in my little kids program. Um, so we look forward to uh, having a different uh, avenue to show the, uh, what wrestling's all about to the females. For all the aspects that you talked about with the boys, I mean, it, it does the same thing for the girls, and I think that that's just um, only going to grow, like you said, in popularity and, and continue to grow. Yeah, I, I agree, and... Uh, it's they wrestle just like the boys uh you know they're, they're just as tough and just as dedicated and um it's just a, a sport that's going to keep growing and, and maybe someday there'll be more girls wrestling than boys i don't know but we'll find out all right man I've, I've bothered you enough i appreciate your time um best of luck this weekend and uh i hope you get a chance to really enjoy that because it's it's a special thing so too. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, sir. Just so I don't trip. Big thanks to Jeff for his time and honesty. A few tough questions in there, but he handled them like a champion. I greatly appreciate his time and great conversation. That's a wrap on the podcast this week. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you next week. Bye.